stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. This is part of what a family is about, not just love. It's knowing that your family will be there watching out for you. Nothing else will give you that. Not money, not fame, not work. This quote is from Mitch Albom from Tuesdays with Maury. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We are a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions. We bring this wonderful program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Before we get into today's show, Be The Star You Are's volunteers and I want to urge you to check out our website at btsya.org. Go to the events tab to find exciting events we have coming up and please also visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com to check out past editions of our show. On today's Express Yourself show, we're focusing on the gift of family. My name is Siri Panindra, and to, today, and to start off today's show, you'll be reading a chapter from our brand new anthology entitled Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world. So let's get started with today's Express Yourself radio host, Asya Gonzalez's wonderful chapter on the gift of family. Let's begin. Some of my earliest family memories consist of long drives in our family car. With my two brothers on each side and my parents in front, there would be music playing, snacks flying, and fun conversations throughout the entire journey. There was also an hour-long period of silence while everyone but my dad and I slept. Usually, we would find cool stops along the way and places to explore. These road trips were yearly, traveling from Arizona, Arizona to California, back and forth. We would take a trip during the summer and for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I always enjoyed those six-hour drives with my family. Some people wondered how five people stuck in a car together for six hours could be fun. How did we not kill each other or jump out of the moving vehicle? To me, it was easy. As a super loving and close-knit family, we enjoyed being around each other, especially my brothers and me. We were always together growing up. We played together, went to school together, and formed our own clique. We even had small campouts in our rooms with homemade tents and flashlights. One day, our bus driver started calling us the Gonzalez Gang, and the nickname quickly caught on with everyone else. My brothers and I are inseparable, which some people find odd, but not me. My relationship with my brothers is precious and priceless. Sibling relationships are one of the most important relationships one can have growing up because of the special bond that is formed. This relationship shapes you as an individual as you grow older. Siblings can offer honest feedback and criticism that no one else would dare give you. Having a sibling helps you deal with conflict and differences in personalities because siblings fight a lot. Fighting is natural between siblings. It's normal to have disagreements when so much time is spent together. With 16 years of experience living with my brothers, I've learned that it's best to walk away from an argument that is unwinnable. Choose your battles and always apologize when in the wrong. It makes you the bigger person. Although my family and I are really close, we have had our fair share of bumps in the road. Because we have been separated a few times, we had to learn to love and respect one another the hard way. Everyone in my family has made a mistake that affected the family dynamic. Since the specifics are private, I won't explain, but we have learned to forgive one another and work through our differences. Our family is living proof that sometimes challenges can strengthen relationships. 
My family moved around a lot when I was younger. I'd make friends and then lose friends. But the worst part was leaving California, where our closest relatives lived. Finances permitting, we only get to see our extended family a couple times a year. Because of the separation, my fa- our family has developed a stronger bond. We value this time we get to spend together when we visit California and we make phone calls to stay connected. Being separated helps us appreciate the time we get to spend with one another even more. What I want to stress to everyone is this. Family is everything. You may not get to choose who your family members are, but you can choose your family dynamic. You can choose how you treat your family. I understand that it may be hard when you and your family member don't get along. However, there's always something you can do to work through the differences. You can decide how you form relationships with your family who cares so much about you, even though it may not always feel like it. It is important to understand we are all human and we all make mistakes. Everyone has problems and not everyone will get along 100% of the time. Appreciate your family for who they are. Be thankful for the family you have in front of you because you never know what might happen to yours. Always show love, especially for your siblings. Although it may not be obvious, your siblings look up to you, even if you're younger. Show your siblings how much you appreciate your entire family so they can learn that valuable lesson as well. And now for our exercise called Family Forever. I've learned a lot from being in a family of five. Everyone has completely different personalities and needs, no matter how similar you may seem. Everyone handles conflict differently, and no one has the same way of communicating. The hardest part about communicating with family is paying attention to how you say things and express gratitude. Express, expressing gratitude towards family members is one of the best ways to show appreciation. Here are some ways you can make sure your family members know you're grateful. Number one, write a he- heartfelt letter to each person, even in the digital age of texting and email. Everyone loves a nice handwritten letter of gratitude. Number two, take on a family member's chore around the house. I've cleaned my younger brother's room. Yes, it was gross, but they really appreciated it. Number three, pay for some bills or go grocery shopping for your family. Number four, cook your family a nice dinner. This one is my favorite thing to do for my family because it allows my family to relax and not have to worry about who is making what. I enjoy planning and cooking a delicious meal, and they enjoy eating it. Number five, take them out and spend some time together. My mom and I love going to see movies together and eat our favorite candies, red vines, and lemon heads. And number six, the last one, just tell them you appreciate what they do for you. A direct thank you is always great to hear. Wow, Asya, this was a really nice chapter, and... I'm going to give my little spiel about family. And I feel in this life, people come and go. But your family will always be behind you for support, love, and nurture. And I feel the love of your family is really irreplaceable. From the minute you were born to the end, your family will be there. And your family was the first and most important influencer in your life. And a little bit about me. My family, including my pet bunny and I are all very tight-knit, and we have this encouraging, safe space, and I have had many ups and downs in my life, but my parents were there with me every step of the way, and they were very supportive. And just like Asya's family, um, I'm also blessed to have a sibling, a sister who's very supportive, and I can really be myself around her. And essentially, what I am saying is that family is very important, so amazing, so special, And this is why, personally, this chapter really connected to me. And I feel family is like a lifelong friendship. And, you know, very nice thoughts about family from Asya. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this first segment. But audience, be sure to support our show and these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program. Be The Star You Are desperately needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Operation Wildfire Disaster Relief Fund is an ongoing outreach program to help survivors of natural disasters. We need donations to help ship much-appreciated books to victims. 
please donate today at www.bethestarur.org. You can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. I'm Siri Panindra, and you've been listening to The Gift of Family on Express Yourself Teen Radio, brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. Please make sure to watch Be The Star You Are's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Be sure to also pick up our news anthology, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world at cynthiabryan.com slash online dash door. And also, make sure to stick around as we continue our show on the gift of family. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself the voice america talk radio network is on instagram make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows live events and around the network we want to see what you have to share as well check us out on instagram at voice america talk radio we're on facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on facebook at voice america empowerment You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to Express Yourself Teen Radio on the Voice America Empowerment channel. I'm Siri Panindra, and today we're discussing the wonderful theme of Gift of Family on our show. On the air today is our wonderful guest, Florence Ann Romano, who's a dedicated philanthropist and former nanny who has always had a special place in her heart for children. She has worked for over 15 years as a nanny, beginning as a mommy's helper at the age of 11. She shares her experiences in Nanny and Me, her beautifully illustrated and sweet book for children, making the transition from being cared for solely by their parents to having a nanny in their home. Born and raised just outside of Chicago, Romano earned a degree in performance theater at Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. She is the CEO and owner of Kindred Content, a full-service video production company based in Chicago. She has served as president and founder of a nonprofit board dedicated to autism awareness and now serves on the executive board of the Children's Research Fund at Lurie's Children's Hospital. Welcome, Florence, onto the show. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Excited. Let's jump right in. Um, So my first question for you is, what is the story of how you fell in love with children and how have you decided that it's your calling to work in the child care field? I think I was born, honestly, just absolutely in love with children, even when I was probably a child myself. I was that little girl that used to go to my mother and say, can we go to the hospital so I can have my baby? Oh. 
And what I meant by that was, please take me to the toy store so I can pick out a baby doll. And so uh, she would take me, you know, when I would guess I was a good girl and I would come home and I would make birth certificates for all of my children. So I guess you could say I was ready to take care of children from a young age. And, uh, you know, I really never thought that my life would uh, take this this journey that it had. Uh, and I wanted to write a children's book. Always in my life, I always thought I would write a children's book. And I thought to myself, you're not going to do it until you really know that there's a story you need to tell, because that's why you should write a book. You have to tell a story that mm-hmm. just happens that's within you and you can't stand it. You just have to tell it. And I finally realized it was through my experience as a nanny uh, that that kind of gave me the aha moment of I need to prepare families for having a nanny in their life. I need to prepare children for that transition. And so um, through my years of experience, it led me to write that book. And it's been an unbelievable uh, other side of the career, um, you know, as a former nanny now to be able to stay connected to families and children and do this work uh, where I can help them through and oftentimes uh, very scary and, and nerve wracking experience. Oh, first of all, I love your story of how you became a nanny from, you know, all of the kids store, all of the, you know, toys you bonded with. You know, sometimes I did that in my past. <laughs> I'm still, yeah, like in my childhood, I would take toys and I'd play with them. And, you know, someday I might be a nanny when I go to college. <laughs> and did you and do that? Did you go and be a nanny in college? No, so actually I'm a high school student right now and um, I have taken care of, you know, our neighbors when they would go out in the night. And so I have some experience being a nanny, but I'm super excited. I have a role model like you and so I can ask questions. Well, you, I can already tell, are just, they're so lucky, those families that have you. And honestly, you're doing the right thing. You're you're getting started, you know, you know, babysitting and, you know, families in your neighborhood. And that's how you cut your teeth. Uh, and then when you start to take it to the next level, you will just be so sought after. You'll be a five-star nanny for sure. Oh, thank you. And since we're talking about, our, about your book, Nanny and Me, um, I wanted to ask you, how were you inspired to take on a journey of writing that book? I always thought that it would be difficult to, to write truthfully. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Uh, but, you know, once you realize that the story is actually written on your heart, when you realize that you don't have to think about it too hard because it's a part of the fabric that makes up you, uh, it, it, it became very easy as I sat down to do it and start to talk about the things that were most important to me experience-wise interacting with children. One of my, my favorite scenes that I have in the book uh, actually happens to be one of the most cherished memories I have as a nanny. Uh, there's a dream scene in the book where uh, I make the dream come true to the child. They tell me where they want to go in their dream, and then I create it for them. And in the in the book, you you see this beautifully illustrated uh, dream scene. And with every child I nannied for, I would go into their room with them every night when they went to sleep, and each child would get their specific customized dream just played out for them. I blame the theater major in me for why I wanted to perform all the time with these children. Uh, But, you know, that to me was, it was so important to be able to show really these, these kind of important milestone moments in, in my experience as a nanny uh, to inspire children and parents to, not that I'm the best nanny in the world at all. Oh my gosh, there's always someone smarter, better than you out there. But, you know, I, I loved what I did so much and I wanted people to feel that when they, when they read this book, I wanted children to feel like they were entering into this amazing, exciting time in their life with this new person who was going to be their best friend and they were going to have amazing adventures. And I wanted the parents to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm making this great decision for my child, for my children. It's going to be someone else to love them, someone to keep them safe, someone to have fun with them. So I wanted all of that energy and and all of that passion to come through in the book. Uh, And so when, when I started to harness that, and, and started to put pen to paper, uh, it started to be very clear to me that I really just needed to write what I knew. And what I knew was my experience as a nanny. 
Oh, that's really heartwarming how, you know, you go into this whole new dimension and you're like playing out the dream for each of the individual kids and you just have like this unique moment with them in like this separate bubble. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like fun. It's and fun. <laughs> Escaping reality is always fun, right? Yes. <laughs> and it sounds like this book, it provides so much solace for the children who are new to the idea of a nanny. And I was just wondering out of curiosity, have you ever read your book to the children you take care of? I'll do you one better than that, girl. Uh, The book is dedicated to those uh, children that I nannied for. For the the longest, the children I was with the longest, the book is dedicated to. Um, Two of the families I was with for about 14 years. And the youngest uh, little girl that I nannied for, I was with um, the least amount of time, but she had a huge impact on me. And I was able to read uh, the book to her because when the book came out, she was actually one of the children in the uh, promo that we put together for a video about the book. And the first time uh, she read it was with me. And I pointed out where her name was in the book and she was able to read it. So it was a very special moment. So yes, a lot of these children are older now and they don't necessarily read children's books anymore. But I have to tell you that the college aged ones, they take pictures of the book and they have it on their bookshelves. (laughs) And so I, yes, they've, I have read it to them. I, you know, they read it to themselves. You know, it's, it's really an amazing way to stay connected. And uh, I always tell them it's their story. It's, it's their, it's, it's a love note to them really oh that's amazing it's like hey mom hey dad look I'm in the book from my nanny that's ah that's just amazing they're stars (laughs) they are stars no matter what even if there was a book or not they're stars to me oh yeah I could tell that you treat them with love just like another parent and I just really admire that about you you sound like a very genuine person and (laughs) so I So I would love to become a nanny in the future. And for all of our teenagers listening, um, um, what advice would you give to them? First and foremost, and this may sound um, a little crazy to say, but you have to like children. Uh, (laughs) That's really the first rule of thumb. Do you know how many people I have found that they babysit or they become nannies and they kind of do it just until something better comes along or they think it's easy money? And it's not. It is very hard work. And when you think about taking care of someone's most precious possessions, I mean, that is an enormous responsibility. So if if you want to become a nanny, uh, you want to make that a career for yourself, uh, now start, like I said, cutting your teeth by babysitting, by shadowing different families, learning from the moms and dads, learning the dynamics of those families, getting certified in CPR for newborns, toddlers. You know, make sure you're growing that portfolio for yourself so you become uh, this really kind of just amazing uh, hybrid of, you know, role model and child care expert and uh, friend and security blanket, all of these things, all these roles you're going to play. Get as much experience as you can playing all these roles so that when it's time for you to go interview with a family, you feel confident walking in there knowing that you can be a great addition to this family and you can become part of that family. I personally love children, and um, in my free time, I take care of this autistic boy who's um, seven years old, and his birthday is actually today. (laughs) So um, I personally love children, and I just find like this inner peace by bonding with them. And even babies, they're super cute and super nice. So I would really consider this job just sounds like super fun. Can I tell you, I, I, I give you so much credit, uh, you know, that you are caring for a special needs child. My brother is actually autistic. He's 17 months younger than I am. And it takes a special heart uh, to do that work. And this family is so lucky to have you. I can tell you have a very calm nature about you, very sweet and, and caring. And that's exactly the type of person that this darling seven-year-old boy should have in his life. And, and, you know, when a child has special needs, no matter what, even a typical child, the most important thing the parent is going to want to know is that their child is safe and that they feel loved and they feel that security too. So you're providing so much peace of mind 
uh, to these parents, uh, knowing that their child is in in these in these hands, these very capable hands. So you, oh gosh, I give you just a major hug through uh, <laughs> waves here because that that's really important work that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. And I remember going through Amazon, and um, if I'm correct. Um, you wrote about your autistic brother in the book, right? You dedicated one of the characters to him. Is that right? Yes, you're right. The the book is written from the daughter, uh, the little girl's perspective, but she has a little baby brother, and uh, we designed him to look just like my little brother did when he was little, curly hair and dimples, and he carries around a little stuffed whale, um, animal whale with him, and my brother, who is now 32 years old, he still carries that whale around with him today because he's, you know, uh, lower functioning on the spectrum and, and really has more of the mind of a child, which is a beautiful thing in its own way. Uh, so um, Michael is definitely represented in the book uh, in a way that means so much to me and so much to my family. Oh, that's amazing. And that just, <laughs> this melts my heart just hearing you talk about him. That's amazing. And, you know, my mom always says you have to act like a child because children are basically super peaceful people and they just live in this amazing world. And, you know, I want to be a child when I grow up. <laughs> it may sound weird, but, you know, children have like such positive mentalities and that's just amazing. And I wanted to ask you, so do you need any special certifications for having, you know, these conversations with kids, playing with them outside? So what's the process of getting that degree and just like the instructions on how to become a nanny? It's going to depend on the type of job that uh, you're hoping to get. I mean, if you are uh, going to be working for a family that is going to be requiring you to have a degree in child education or children's psychology, or they want you to speak four different languages or, um, you know, be very well traveled um, or be a certain religion, there are so many different factors when um, a family is hiring a nanny. Uh, But the best thing you can do is, always evaluate what your values are as a person, as an individual, and see if those values line up with the family that you're interviewing with. And that family has to evaluate their values and see if this is actually a good match. Regarding the actual skills that you need, that's something you have to decide. Do you want to come to the table with a degree in, in you know, children's education or psychology or something, a master's degree, whatever it might be? You know, I would say... Uh, preliminarily, foundationally, you should come to the table knowing about child safety laws and CPR mm-hmm. certified. Uh, it would be great even to take, you know, there are so many classes today um, that nannies take that kind of go over even how on the business end uh, to go about negotiating a contract and protecting yourself. Uh, so if you're really going to make this a career move, just be sure to cover all your bases. But first and foremost, know thyself. So what would you say are the most essential qualities for the best possible child care? So how should a parent screen for those qualities? Before you actually go into the interview with this nanny, this prospective mm-hmm. nanny, you and your spouse or, you know, you're a single man, single woman, whatever it might be, again, go back to those values that's important to your family. You have to ask yourself the questions about Discipline. Are you going to allow the nanny to spank? Do you believe in corporal punishment? Uh, again, do you want the, the nanny to be of uh, a certain religion? Are you going to require them to have to go to services um, with the children for worship? Is that going to be an issue? Uh, you know, these are all questions you have to ask regarding nutrition and, the, and, and kind of just the rhythm and values of the home. Uh, so if, if the nanny meets these requirements, then great. Bring them uh, to you, have an interview over a cup of coffee or whatever it is, and see how the personality jives. Then after that, you need to bring them into the home, observe how they are with your children, and then have a trial period. This is something that should not be rushed. And that's why we see a revolving door of nannies in this world. People are trying to get it done yesterday and they're too busy and you really need to put the time and effort into making sure you're vetting properly and it's a tiered process. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you, you know, nannies should be, you know, down to earth and they should actually enjoy the experience they're having with the kid and if they don't then they'll create this kind of negative energy around the kid and I feel this job revolves around having like a very 
a nice connection with the kid. And I totally agree with you. And Florence, we were talking about, you know, your work with autism awareness and you're the president and founder of a nonprofit board. And I, of course, really admire how you're taking the initiative. And I wanted to ask, um, how can teenagers like me help? There are so many ways uh, for you know, teenagers and just people in general to get involved in so many different philanthropic opportunities. Um, and with, you know, my board specifically, uh, you know, I would say that you have to find a place that is in your community nearby, um, something that's easily accessible to you to actually get down and dirty and be there in person and give your time and and learn about the organization that you're supporting. I always say that the best thing for children to learn from a young age is to have is to have a philanthropic heart, and the only way they do that is by being exposed to it. So their caretaker or their parents have to make it a point to have them involved in their community. So I would say if uh, a teenager like yourself is looking to get involved, then uh, look at what your community is offering because you could travel very far to go to different places, you know, that people, um, you know, they promote and that's wonderful. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those organizations, but I'd say the best thing you can do is support your community and see where the help is needed there. Mm, yeah, definitely. And it makes you a better person also, you know, if you take care of other people and it just it just makes you the bigger person and just amazing attitude and everything. And I just want to jump back from topic to topic. <laughs> um, so um, what's like a typical day in your nanny life? You know, what are some activities that really bond with your kid? Um, like the dream, you know, going back and going into this whole new dimension of a dream. So what are some activities you do to bond with your children? I... I never really put a whole lot of effort into making sure I was bonding with them. And I'll tell you why. I, I wanted it to be natural. I wanted to gain their trust. And I wanted it to happen just as, just like, you know, naturally and just let it evolve. Um, I always made sure that they knew they could listen to me. Uh, not listen to me, pardon me. I was listening to them. And that they respected me enough that they listened to me then as well. Uh, and so I'd say that because of that mutual respect and because uh, we were kind of growing this relationship naturally, it just allowed for us to bond. And once that happened, uh, it there were so many beautiful moments that we would have on a day-to-day basis, and no day was ever the same. But I would say my, my favorite thing was driving the kids around in the car because their friends would be in the car, and um, they would all talk, and you know it would just be a big social event. And I got to know their friends and got to know how their little, you know, minds worked and what was hurting their hearts or making them happy. And a lot of the best conversations I had with the kids were in the car. Um, those are some of my favorite memories. Oh, wow, Florence. You know, you're providing children the time of their lives, and I really respect that. And it's just an amazing thing you're doing. And, you know, taking care of children, it's fun, and it's really, it's really connecting to humans. And I just admire that. And you have been absolutely inspirational to speak with, um, but unfortunately, we are out of time. Um, Make sure to stick around, though, as we'll be continuing with the Gift of Family on the next segment. Audience, find out more about Florence on her Instagram at WindyCityNanny, and check out her website, www.WindyCityNanny.com. I'm Siri Panindra. Also, remember to pick up a copy of our newest anthology. The book is called Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers. Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, which you can find on CynthiaBryan.com, Amazon, and other book retailers. Visit www.BeTheStarYouAre.org for more information about Express Yourself and Be The Star You Are. Keep listening to Express Yourself as we continue with the gift of family. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. In this edition of Express Yourself, we're discussing the gift of family. Finishing off today's show is Kenneth with his 2020 segment on family. Take it away, Kenneth. Thanks. Uh, So for today's theme, I wanted to talk about family movies, uh, because what else would I talk about? Uh, (laughs) These are otherwise known as four-quadrant movies. Um, Four-quadrant movies are called four-quadrant movies because they appeal to all four general movie-going audiences, which are men, women, under-25-year-olds, and over-25-year-olds. Basically, uh, movies that appeal to the entire family. Uh, Knowing that, it's probably easy to find that these movies are the ultimate cinematic hits and the moneymakers, as they are able to attract people of almost every type. Also knowing that, it's probably easy to see that making a movie that appeals to such a wide range of people is not really an easy feat to accomplish. Especially with all these Disney sequels and remakes coming out now, I thought today would be a great opportunity to briefly talk about what makes the the best of these films so special. Um, As a mini disclaimer, I guess, to get out of the way, when I talk about four-quadrant movies, I want to focus more on the two quadrants, the differences between age groups more than the differences between genders, Um, since I think that'll just get really, really complicated and way too complicated to sufficiently cover in the time we have today. So, uh, one big part of making a great family movie is imagination. Uh, More than anything, big, fantastical worlds are the best way to universally catch an audience's attention. Uh, Complex, suspenseful plots based in the real world might be extremely thrilling to older watchers, uh, but they could easily bore younger kids who can't follow along. Uh, something like Star Wars appeals to so many people because it has people that fo- it has people follow what, in truth, is a very simple hero's journey through a huge universe that's both simultaneously childish and genuinely cool. Uh, creating these giant, elaborate worlds, even if they're physically very small, like in Pixar's Inside Out, allows for simple and easy-to-follow stories to take place in an interesting setting. Uh, basically, basically casting this huge net that captures the attention of anyone with a spark of curiosity. Uh, That leads me to the next important component, directness and simplicity in story elements. Uh, Characters have to be easy to understand. That means their strengths, flaws, and personalities have to be very apparent, while of course not being ham-fisted or forced. A good way to do this is through visuals, which is where a lot of animated movies excel. Even if kids might not understand what a midlife crisis is, 
Uh, shots of the huge, muscular Mr. Incredible uh, being crammed into a tiny office cubicle makes it clear to anyone that he feels some kind of emptiness and frustration with his life. Uh, visuals also help a lot in expressing humor. Humor is already hard to pull off, but add in the stipulation that you have to make something funny for both kids and adults, and you have what looks like a near impossible, fe- impossible mission. Uh, even little visual gags can go a long way in keeping the interest of an audience. Uh, the comically large staircase in Kung Fu Panda, or the way Buzz, Lear- Buzz Lightyear's wings awkwardly jet out, are simple yet effective. And then, lastly, there's probably the most important part of why these movies are so successful, and that is their universal subject matter. And not just universal in the sense that they're relatable to people of different ages, but in that they personally form a unique connection to each age group. Uh, In other words, the film's message evolves as the viewer ages. Uh, I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet, so I can't talk much about it, but I do want to talk about the franchise as a whole. I think the Toy Story series has maybe the perfect family movie theme, especially since it appeals to uh, each age group in slightly different ways. Uh, The general theme of the entire series revolves around concepts like age and reflection. So that just makes sense. A young child will probably take the most direct approach and think about when they've moved on from an old toy to a newer one. A slightly older child will probably think about several things they've moved on from. A teenager will probably think about the huge lifestyle uh, changes they've made as they've grown up. An adult can probably reflect on the wider changes in mentality and beliefs that they've gone through over time. Each viewing offers another look at the bigger picture. And I think those are the main points of why family movies are as successful as they are. Wow, Kenneth, that's really quite nice. I I never thought about looking at a family movie like that, uh, like a timeline of, you know, what every single viewer that's watching the movie has gone, you know, has gone through. But I wanted to ask uh, because, uh, you know, there's there's always been a little confusion on my part uh, in, on the difference between, you know, specifically a kid's movie versus a family movie. Can you differentiate between the two? Are there certain factors that pool, you know, kids' movies, so to speak, into a certain category versus a family movie? Um, I think they're basically the same thing. Um, I guess when people talk about family movies, they t- uh, refer to, I guess, the better ones that kind of appeal to adults more. Um, if you want to, like, take your kid to, like, take your kid or, like, a younger brother or sister or something to a movie, then I guess people refer to family movies as the ones that will also kind of entertain you while they're also entertaining uh, really young children in maybe a slightly different way. Um, I guess kids' movies are more, like, really geared towards uh, younger audiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Because they, they always put those two types of movies in the same category, and it confuses me a bit. But I guess it's, you know, uh, it's to show that family movies really are open to all audiences. You know, as young as you are, you can watch a family movie. But I also wanted to ask about the the sort of widespread appeal of animals in family movies. So obviously a lot of us have cats and dogs and other critters as part of our families. And do you think that's a reason like a lot of animal movies appeal to wider audiences as maybe family movies? Yeah, that's a good point. I actually never really thought about it, but I guess it makes sense. Um, Like obviously animals are like pretty cute when they're drawn or something (laughs) in a cute way. Um, but, like, I think we have, like, a lot of, uh, I don't know if stereotypes is the right word, but, like, tropes that we attribute to animals. Um, so I think that makes it a lot easier to characterize people or even, like, subvert characterizations. Like, uh, that movie, uh, Zootopia, it has, oh, yes. like, the main character as a fox, and you would normally attribute, like, foxes to be all, like, mischievous and conniving. But then in the end, he turns out to be like a pretty good guy. And you can kind of <laughs> use that to subvert um, a character trope. So, yeah, I think it goes back to like making characters very simple and very easy to read on the surface. Um, but then, of course, you can kind of use the complexities to uh, spice up your story. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a good analysis there. I, I did really like Zootopia because it uh, there was... You know, I read a few articles about it <laughs> where they were they were really taking some of the issues that were prevalent uh, at that specific time and kind of incorporating it into a movie that was pretty family friendly and you know pretty it had a pretty hopeful outlook and I think I don't know I just really liked Zootopia <laughs> I thought it was great I thought it yeah. wrapped up a lot of themes really well yeah it was and so cool. it, um, it was so good 
Oh, yeah. Do you want to finish? Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was no, just gushing no, I was just over gonna, Zootopia. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to add on. I think it was really cool. Like, it's a very, like, political movie when you, like, right? look into it. But it was, like, concentrated into this really kind of colorful, easy-to-understand way I think mm-hmm. a lot of kids latched onto. Yeah, Absolutely. So, yeah, there's more gushing yeah. about yeah, speaking of, I um I noticed that a lot of cartoons or animated movies are generally grouped into again bringing up the the categorization from earlier, a, a sort of kids movie category uh, category whereas uh, did you watch Spider-Verse? I, I Oh yeah, Spider- that Yeah, that was so good. And that movie specifically pulled a lot of adult themes into its animation and i was wondering kenda do you think that animated movies are specifically relegated to kind of the adults no to to the kids movies uh, category or do you think that maybe animated movies can can step up into the family category and then even even more of an adult category of movies Oh, no, uh, definitely not. Animation, yeah, I'm kind of sad that animation isn't more uh, prevalent in, like, adult movies and things like that. I think mm-hmm. there was, like, a Charlie Kaufman animated movie that won, like, an Oscar a few years back, so that's pretty cool. There are a couple out there, but, yeah, I guess animation is mostly relegated to, like, uh, family movies and kids' movies just because, like, uh, one, I guess they're kind of goofy, but, like, two, it's a lot easier to kind of translate a story into these very exaggerated designs and movements. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it, it gives you uh, a lot more freedom as maybe a, a producer or a director to, to, you know, use symbolism or something like that as a, as a tool to further the plot. But I also wanted to ask about um, just... In general, family movies, do they, is it, is it all right for a family movie to just be about having fun and, or, or, you know, like a, like a lighthearted thing without any serious themes? Or do you think that a family movie, in order to appeal to wider audiences, older audiences, should have some sort of theme always behind its plot or its, its, you know, its idea? Um, I don't think it necessarily has to go into this huge, like, emotionally heart-wrenching thing and just make adults have, like, nostalgic trips and whatever. Um, I think Star Wars is, like, a good example of something that's really pretty simple. It's just, like, the story of a kid who becomes, like, this magic space wizard. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I guess there's this kind of, like, charm to it that it's, like, it's very childish, but it's also, like robots and spaceships and those are always cool so i guess uh, adults kind of uh adults kind of like appreciate the fantastical elements of it yeah Uh, kind of like in a nostalgic sense i'm not really sure how to like articulate that feeling but i think that's kind of what appeals to uh older people even people who haven't who didn't love star wars when they were a kid since i know that's Mm -hmm. like a huge uh group of star wars fans (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, everyone can have a little fun. And, yeah, Star Wars especially really brings that out. Um, it, it does also have, have a very, you know, you can definitely, for example, write, write a literary and analysis yeah, paper yeah. on it. But <laughs> Not but to say, fun. yeah, that it's Star good, Wars yeah. has no, like, themes or anything. But, right. yeah, it's a pretty it's simple. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to ask about, uh, there's a lot of movies uh, nowadays that are coming out about, you know, that are centered around a specific culture or a specific, uh, uh, you know, lifestyle that is, you know, associated with a, a minority. For example, I don't know, Crazy Rich Asians or uh, Coco came out. That was really good. Pixar's Coco. Um, and they're, they're centered around these vivid cultures that we've never really had a chance to see on the big screen before. And so do you think that this push in a different direction, uh, maybe away from the traditional all-American family movie uh, is, is a good thing. Uh, what do you think it brings to the table uh, in terms of film? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think it's great that there's like a lot of um, diversity that's coming into these movies now. 
there was like Moana and Coco and um, yeah, I think like Disney and a lot of kids movies or family movies are kind of going towards this direction of it, um, focusing on different cultures. And since these family movies are the big attention grabbers and they're like huge numbers of people that watch these, it's a really good way to kind of expose these, uh, I don't know if expose is like the right word. I guess like show people that um, aspects of these cultures that they may not have like uh, encountered before. Mm-hmm. And also uh, having these different cultures, uh, it's like a good way to kind of uh, vary up the visuals more. You know, like Moana, um, that kind of like Islander Polynesian uh, design is very prevalent. And it's not really something that a lot of people have seen before. Coco has a lot of like Mexican cultural uh, designs everywhere. So yeah, it it just offers a lot more artistic merit, I guess, to like what you can do with an animated movie or any kind of movie. Absolutely. I'm super excited about Mulan. I can't wait till that comes out. The live action is is oh, yeah. coming We're so just... soon. I'm really excited. But uh Kenneth, before we go, I wanted to ask you, you know, uh, of all the movies that are coming up, um, you know, coming out over the summer, do you have any any movie off the top of your head that you're really excited about that's maybe like a family-oriented movie? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's just Toy Story 4. I know it's out, but I haven't seen it yet. I do want to see it. And I say that as someone who, like, I think Toy Story was Toy Story 3 was good, but I think it's, like, very overrated. As someone who thinks, like, <laughs> not every Toy Story movie is perfect, I really want to see Toy Story 4 for some reason because I think it looks really interesting in all the... um reviews that come out say it really goes in a new direction and yeah absolutely want to see that yep i i you know i hope you get a chance to see it and me too i hope i get a chance to see it well thank you so much kenneth for giving us something to really think about on the subject of family and on film (laughs) as always we give our thanks to star style productions cynthia bryan be the star you are and our voice america empowerment crew especially our voice engineer josh Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, go to our main site at bethestarur.org. Remember to love and cherish your family. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine. Between the lines If you would let yourself